there were some pretty hard times for me where I felt alone every day. I was actually suicidal, where I used to uh, drink every day, take drugs. I just tried to try to get some kind of fulfilment out of anything, rather than actually asking myself like what was wrong and not actually listening to my own inner child too. At the Pottery Studio, we would like everyone who comes through the door to find stillness through the pottery process. We believe the mindful aspect of working with clay is beneficial to one's mental health. As we approach November, we'd like to do our bit to raise awareness for mental health. And this year, we've asked some guys to put their hands up and just jump behind the mic and have a general chat about their position on the topic and how they've dealt with their own struggles. The idea is to create a space where guys feel comfortable opening up and hopefully becomes a catalyst for other guys to speak up when they're feeling low. We'll also be donating all the proceeds from men who come try one of our classes at the studio this November and they'll be going to Grab the Life by the Balls Charity and the Movember Foundation. Hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the Stillness Podcast, Rod Constantinides. We've got Jai Stewart here as my co-host. Hey, hey. Today we've got Chris from Travel Fit. Um, We're going to be talking about mental health. Um, And before we get started, I just want to give a quick plug to On Track Studios for lending us the gear for the podcast. Um, If anyone is thinking of starting a podcast, you can hire your equipment from them. Best gear in town. (laughs) So what's the first thing that comes to mind, Chris, when we say mental health in men's in particular at the moment? I think there's a really big negative picture that a lot of people paint when it comes to um, mental health. I do a bit of speaking for a charity called Batir as well, and I talk to schools like about mental health. So the biggest thing that we kind of talk about with them is when you talk about that is people think of sad, depressed, suicidal, but in reality it can be painted as another picture as well. So I think the biggest thing is adversity and a challenge is the, the picture I try and paint when I explain mental health to people in a, a, I guess, optimistic perspective view. Before we get too far into that, did you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what, you're, what you do for a living and stuff like that? Yeah, so I have one business on the coast called Chris Walker Personal Training, so just uh, personal training working with like prehab, rehab and like strength conditioning. But then I also have like my side passion project as well, very similar health and fitness, which is Travel Fit. And with that, I do, in the process, start up, um, working on health and fitness retreats. So they should be launched next year. But I also have my own podcast called In Progress as well. Awesome. So what's the idea behind Travel Fit? Where do you see it? Like, where do you see it going? So it all started actually quick brief of it. It all started overseas in London 2016 when I lived over there for two years. And the biggest thing I found with myself and my own journey was suffering my own mental health issues, suicide, depression, anxiety. Um, I kind of questioned my own life in like, what am I doing and how am I giving value to other people and how can I get my own self-fulfillment? And that's when I came up with like the sentence, travel fit. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty cool. That kind of works, fitness, travel, it's my vibe, I love it. And then I said to myself, like, how can I give this someone else as a gift and make something more impactful and then I thought I'll do health and fitness retreats I'll do mindset workshops I'll do a podcast 
So it's all about bringing information together to change people's way how they think and feel in a really whole holistic sense, not just going on a retreat, sinking beers, and then leaving the retreat more like sabotage than when you went there. 100%. Wait, so people sink beers on retreats? That's new to me. There's so many retreats. It's wild, actually. (laughs) It's actually hectic. Um, There's like a few few retreats that, yes, it's active, but there's more partying than there is like self-improvement. Yeah, right. Did you want to delve a little bit into your own? You said you had some mental health issues back in the day or anxiety or anything like that and how you sort of worked on that, got to where you are now? Yeah, definitely. So it started for me from a pretty young age, I guess, like to dive to a few of the root causes. Like when I was born, my mum has spina bifida, so she's never been able to walk. Um, My dad left me when I was born. And then ever since that point, it's kind of been like a nice... I guess, challenge, a big adversity challenge for myself where I had a few different like obstacles to face, like abandonment issues. I felt I wasn't ever good enough. I've, I actually was um, diagnosed with having an intellectual disability in school, so I couldn't read till year 10. So there was a lot of things that kind of led up to being depressed and anxious and having those feelings of like uh, feeling lost at sea. So it was what anxiety was. It wasn't projected into the world as it is now. And... In 2014, I went and started to see a psychologist because an ex-partner of mine suggested that I might be depressed. So I started seeing this psychologist, but prior to that, like, there were some pretty hard times for me where I felt alone every day. I was actually suicidal, where I used to uh, drink every day, take drugs. I just tried to, tried to get some kind of fulfilment out of anything rather than actually asking myself, like, what was wrong and not actually listening to my own inner child, too. Yeah, sorry. Interesting, because I was going to bring it up on the last podcast because there seems to be this reoccurring thing where everyone's hit this low and then they're going to drugs or alcohol. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's everyone actually realises that that's what happens and that's what is going on. Like, I mean, I certainly don't... I mean, when I was in that scene, I wouldn't look around and go, well, we're all depressed or we're all going through this state, whereas a lot of people might be. Um, how did you get out of it? And, yeah. I think how I got out of it was there was a few things that kind of led to that point. So one of them was um, a friend of mine died from a drug overdose when, I was, when he was 18 I was a bit older, so that was a really big kind of slap in the face. Um, and then also... So that was when I was 18. When I was 17, I got caught drink driving. And that's when I kind of, like, that was the first kind of slap. And then my friend passing away was, like, something else that kind of made me realise, like, is this a life that I want to live and do I want to continue down this road, really? So what steps or advice would you give people that are going through a hard time like that in their life or, like, what they should, you know, start doing? What direction should they head? I think identifying like what it is that's causing like are you lonely like are you not fulfilling your own purpose in life like what is it that is the cause do you have like unresolved issues from the past that you're not actually facing like you have to take responsibility and accountability to actually understand yourself before you can actually take some steps to improving yourself Um, once you've done that look at all right well what's something that I want to achieve do I want to achieve I want to talk to a million people, inspire a million people. Do I want to give out free coffee vouchers on the street? Do I want to just hug old ladies randomly and give them flowers? Like, whatever, whatever gets you going. Um, 
Set some inspiration. Yeah, so. find some inspiration. Take some steps. Long-term goals. Build a future for yourself because if we don't have purpose, like there's no purpose in living, right? Yeah. I've never actually been to a psychologist, um, but can you talk about that experience and how beneficial it was or is? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of like whenever you get a puzzle, right? You've got all the, all the pieces all over the table. You don't know where, what's what, where it's going. Does that colour go with that colour? It's stressful. But if you've had someone with you who's done a puzzle before, it's a lot easier. So it's like having someone there building a puzzle with you, trying to get your puzzle put back together so that you can kind of see the full picture for life. That's the easiest way that I can say it. Um, they teach you lots of ways to understand your emotions, um, build better patterns, uh, thinking perspectives, and it's simple at the end of the day. Write journal every day how you're feeling, identify what days you were bad and identify what made those days bad. Interesting. Honest, if we're going to talk at um, your current mental state, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would you put yourself at the moment? Uh, 10 being good or bad? 10 being good. Oh, being sweet. fantastic. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Look, I'd give myself like a 7, to be honest. Like, there's always going to be stress and anxiety in my life, and I've yeah. accepted that. Like, that's just a given. We're going to be sad sometimes, but it is how... It's about being realistic. Like, you're not going to be... For people who say you can go home and you can be like, hi, honey, I'm home. Today was terrific. You're a liar. Like, yes, you can be a 10, but you're going to burn out eventually. But if you're real honest and passionate about what you do, you'll be a 9. I think guys sometimes find it hard to be vulnerable with people as well. Like, Do you find that you have mates that you can open up to and it's becoming more normal in society? Or Yeah, definitely. Like, That's the biggest thing Like, I've noticed in the last five years. What we're doing right here, right now, is something that you don't always see. Like, you wouldn't see that five years ago. People would laugh at you. Like, like what are you doing? You're a man. Eat some concrete. Get over it, etc. Harden up. So I think I've surrounded myself in a group of people who are the same mindset, supporting, loving. Like, give each other a hug. Give each other, like, a little kiss on the cheek. Like, be fully open and aware of, like, that it's okay to connect with people and that it's okay to be super honest because if you're not honest like there's no vulnerability like how are you gonna actually express your emotions fully fully yeah okay i see where you're going with that are you uh not to change subject too much but are you big into social media at all do you find that that has an impact on your mental state or i hate social media with a passion but i know the benefits of it and the positive impact it can have yeah um for myself, for sure, like definitely like comparisons in the past have been bad for it. Like looking at someone who's on another level, leveling you and being like, oh, well, I want to be there. Um, I think it can definitely have a negative impact. But for me, what I've learned so far, it's about reframing like why you're following these people. Oh, that's really cool what they're doing. Like that's inspiring. Maybe I'll learn that one day. Like, oh, that's what I want to learn. Versus being like, oh, they've got everything. I want that. Having like that split frame of mind is important, but I think it has its place. But you have to be very careful with how you use it. It's interesting. I think you can tell a lot by someone's newsfeed, or in a sense. And I think sometimes I just go and clean it up. You know, like you want to be following the things that actually uplift you or add value to your life. Um, I don't know. There's this weird thing about unfollowing someone, and it's like 
it's not that I don't like you. It's yeah, just you like, can still be friends on the yeah, street. It's like, maybe that's the awkward thing. It's like, every weekend in the yeah. beach, like, we get it. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I've had this conversation with someone, I can't remember when, and it's just like, oh, I can't really, I don't want to unfollow them because it's rude. It's like, not really. I still like the person, just don't want to see their stuff all the time. But people I actually, get angry, man. People get upset. Like, end yeah. of friendship if you unfollow someone. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like a serious thing now, hey? It's like crazy the way that yeah. people like react to it. Yeah, It's almost like a top eight. MySpace, or am I too old? Yeah. Do I remember that? <laughs> oh, you move someone is. down, you're like, ooh. And then you go and hide, yeah, or we used, used to hide them just so no one knew. What was that guy from MySpace that was always your friend? Tom. 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 Yeah. Um, Tom's the best. Is MySpace still around? Um, yeah, I, I use it every day. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I think it turned to like a music website or something. Yeah. It changed. Off topic, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so back onto stillness. Do you get into meditation or anything like that? Or Yeah, definitely love it. Like, yeah. I've got my own little routine for the morning because I'm an OCD, OCD kind of guy. Like, I like having structure. I know what I'm doing per day. That's also something that also keeps me in line with myself and uh, functioning at a, I guess, like, effective rate. <laughs> um, I spend literally, like... If you're a Wim Hof fan, I don't know if... It, Ooh, yeah. We just got into ice baths. There's yeah. one on the other shed, literally. We're trying to do them in between podcasts today. How many... Do you go in there for long? Look, we're just starting. I won't big notice. We're probably doing like two <laughs> minutes or something. We're meant to be doing way more, but... Oh, that's yeah. good. Because yeah. some it's of them are like... battle. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. But they're so beneficial, for sure. Yeah. So his like breathing method's what I love. It's literally the best breathing method I've had. Yeah. It just forces you like into that... So you guys like have heard of like synthetic and parasynthetic, yeah, yeah the nervous the system. system yeah. So I guess for like people listening, like you've got fight or flight or rest or digest, and every day everyone's usually in fight or flight, or they're using yeah. their fight or flight more than necessary. So the biggest thing about like doing Wim Hof breathing, it actually forces you into your rest and digest, which actually gets you in a more present state to actually be more present, less stressed, and living actually a long and healthy life. Versus constantly being sick all the time. Yeah, I right. only got one warning about that. It literally happened to me last night. For some silly reason, I was doing it in the car. Don't do that. <laughs> I literally felt super lightheaded. Like it's, you know how you feel really euphoric? When you hold your breath. <laughs> no, I didn't do the breath hold oh, bit, you? but I just did the initial, like, when you get really oxygenated. And I yeah. was, oh, my God. I, like, got super lightheaded and was like, oh, okay, maybe you don't do that while driving a vehicle. But <laughs> I think there is a warning. Because <laughs> I've even seen, I remember Kelly Slater, there's a video of him passing out from doing it, like, because he's obviously just overdone it a little bit. Yeah. Because um, he went out to the ranch there. But side note, not to get off topic. It's still a really <laughs> don't do Wim Hof in the car breathing technique. <laughs> I thought you meant you were holding your breath. And I was no, like, I, I don't definitely wouldn't that's... do the breath hold. <laughs> Still the initial bit. Yeah, oh, uh, definitely changes your whole state of mind at the time. That flight or fight or flight you just said, I would have actually thought it was the other way. I thought I would have thought if you got in it, then your body's going into that state of fight or flight rather than rest. And I mean, understand that it is actually resting, mm. but I would have thought it was the other. It was contrary. No, other way around. Yeah. So. When we're in fight or flight, we've got this cortisol, cortisol building up in our body constantly. Stress hormone. Yeah, stress yeah. hormone throughout the day. So the biggest thing is, like, I guess, like, from tribal to now society, like, if a tiger is running after you, that's when you use fight or flight because that's, like, your, that's your adrenaline that's pumping up you up to, like, run away from that, uh, that tiger. And now we use it if we look at our phone and we see that someone's unfriended us on Facebook or Instagram or we... I don't know, for instance, didn't get as much pay as we wanted or all these little things versus what it was made for, which is running away from like dangerous, dangerous situations. 
And that's why we're so exhausted every day because we're just pumping ourselves through cortisol and our adrenal functions just out of the window. Yeah, then you don't sleep properly and yeah. sleep's a major thing. Hey. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Do you yeah. guys, like, even with sleep, I guess, like, if we dive into a little bit of it, like, yeah. everyone's got circadian rhythms. Yeah. And our circadian rhythms are basically our sleeping and daily patterns. And that's by, you know, the sun comes up, the sun goes uh, down. Mm. What We're only supposed to see light for a certain amount of in the day. That's why the sun goes up and goes down. Yeah. Our circadian rhythms go out of whack because we've got all this light and we're not actually, like, following it, actually a real structure in our sleeping pattern. Mm-hmm. That's what creates sleeping uh, habits that go out of whack and then also creates, like, us going into that fight or flight again. Well, just your phone. Or if anyone's ever done, like, night shift work, you literally feel like you have a high level of cortisol the whole time. Is it cort- cortisol? Yeah. Cortisol? Cortisol, yeah. yeah. You feel like it's, like, all the time because you're just not sleeping properly. And you just feel wired. Yeah, and we're just not taught that in school, that sleep's, like, major. It's when your body, like, repairs, you're learning, things you've done through the day, you learn better if you get into, like, a deeper level of sleep. And if you get too far in without sleep, you're going to become manic eventually, and then you're going to think you don't need sleep. Yeah. I've been there. It's not good. (laughs) Yeah, definitely through uni. Um, On that, what... I mean, I don't know anything about that red light. Yeah. Can you touch on that? I can't touch too much on it because it's not really my thing. Uh, I haven't looked into it too far, but essentially from what I've heard may be miscorrect, but a lot of my friends are like kind of around some of that stuff where they talk about how we're exposed to different like, um, uh, what's the word? Different lights essentially, but you've got like blue light and if we're not seeing enough red light, that affects our circadian rhythm as well essentially, yeah. just to kind of, yeah. that's as far as I chance. could take you. Yeah, right. yeah. On that um, note before with the... Um, ice bath i mean the recovery room has um cold bath but it's not like an ice bath maybe i think it's like 12 degrees or something but i just find i find there's this state you're in when you're looking at social media and your your mind's like cluttered or it like feels like you've just been drained but then if you get into a hot cold hot cold hot cold and you come out it's like you just got a clear head afterwards yeah i don't know if you notice that i don't know what that chemical is that's go into your brain but well that's uh, just um essentially when i even when i like to interview with psychologists we talked about how a lot of people have so much oxygen and they're not actually breathing out so that's what's creating anxiety in a lot as well because there's oxygen not going in and out it's just staying there too yeah um so usually when you're in that you go from that fight or flight and you start going through your breathing exercises the clarity you get is you're now kind of getting fresh fresh oxygen in and out of the brain Am I wrong in thinking, is the Wim Hof method the opposite of that, though? Aren't you trying to get oxygen in? Isn't that what he does? Oxygen in and out. Because so. So I always thought he breathed in more than he breathed out. He just says, even through your mouth, try and get as much in as you can. Yeah, usually through you go through the nose and then in through, out through the mouth. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing him on the Joe Rogan podcast and he was just saying, it doesn't matter, breathe, motherfucker, breathe. Yeah, yeah. Excuse the swear <laughs> Excuse the swear word. It's just what he always says. It's like his catchphrase. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. But you look at society today, no one breathes at all. Oh, yeah. Shall we all? Yeah, in through the nostrils. <laughs> Bit so, of stillness. So you can get a lot more in. You can get a lot more oxygen in when you're just breathing through your nose slowly. And just oh, definitely. You can feel the difference as well. To like, your stomach and all the way up to your chest. It's just, I don't know, like unless you do it every day, like you, you don't notice the difference. But once you start to do it, even like, you know, if you're not breathing properly, you like... 
you're going to start to get tense in your lower back. You're going to feel like your psoas, like, which is in between your, your stomach at the bottom, underneath your abdominals, start to get a little bit tighter as well. You'll start to turn into Mr. Burns eventually because you're not actually <laughs> working that diaphragm. Yeah. No, for sure, like stomach breathing's a thing because I'm, I'm doing support work at the moment. So they had a workshop on anxiety. And the main thing those kids do is they're not breathing into their lower stomach. Mm. And apparently that pushes on the vagus nerve, I believe, yeah. which is connected to like, and it calms you down, connected to your brain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is really cool. I didn't know about that That's until cool. the weekend. That's cool that you're doing that. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool because a lot of the autistic kids sort of deal with major social anxiety. Major, yeah. like, like just any social situation, they don't want to be in it. Yeah, so, lots of like sensory issues. Hundred percent. Yeah. So they're just trying to like teach them any sort of meditation, anything like that. Yeah, which is really cool. That's cool to yeah. see because it's so effective. Hundred percent. Yeah. You taught our Jai. You taught our pottery class at the social in Kiwana. How yeah. was that? Amazing, eye opening. I actually got a job out of it. It was that good. <laughs> I'm working there at the moment. But um, yeah, no, it was really cool because the kids came in really tense, uh, and you can just see. Doing the pottery completely relax them. Like once they've zoned in, I guess it puts them in like a meditative state. Um, Like they were just all talking, relaxed, having fun. I don't think they were trying to do it either. It wasn't forced. It just kind of, I don't know, it connected with them, doing stuff with their hands. I don't think meditation always has to be locking yourself away in a tower and breathing. Like pottery for sure does that as well. Yeah, Yeah. a bit of big like misconception is you have to like sit still and just like be in a moment but i love yeah. walking funnily enough Chris Walker, but you know yeah yeah i love no. walking it's just like proactive thinking for me yeah yeah i've always found that when you're moving i actually have the best ideas yeah like i find sitting down for too long i just i'm probably have a bit of adhd or something but yeah moving around definitely helps get everything going definitely it's like being in the shower when you think you're like you can sing but well, I know I can't sing. Wait, but what? <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, oh, that's like a really good song. And then you're like, oh, the lyrics will kind of work. And then you're like, no, it doesn't. Everyone's a good singer yeah. in the shower, I think. Yeah. So probably got to get close to wrapping it up at 20 minutes. Um, what are three things that you think would play an active role in maintaining your uh, mental health and that you can pass on to other people? I'm sure you've touched on a few, but yeah. maybe categorise those three. Um, if I had to categorise the three, I'd say... First one would be looking after yourself, so in the sense of mindset, so journaling, um, writing your goals down and understanding, asking yourself if you're actually okay and asking yourself why you're not okay. So you have the answers, you just have to ask. Um, The next thing would be, again, body, which would be looking after yourself, healthy eating, training, um, you know, get those like happy hormones moving around, get the endorphin rush going. And last would be soul. So soul, this kind of like transcends into like my own values. Soul in the sense of doing kind of things for others because like you're going to get a nice little kick from it and you're going to actually serve, you know, the community and serve a greater purpose, which is something more than yourself. Awesome. That was so good, dude. You went deep. I love it. Did you want to put a last little plug in for your business or anything? Or Look, if, you, if you've got time, <laughs> check out uh, In Progress by Travel Fit on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming, man. Legend. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks, Chris.